Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome to your next stop. You guys, you know what I say every single time I have a guest on, but it is true. I'm so excited for you to hear the journey of Pamela Peckerman. And I said that right, right, Pamela? Yes, you did. Good. Well, then. <laughs> well, welcome. My, my guests know I, pronouncing names is not always my strong suit. So welcome to your next stop. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to go on the journey and I guess to regurgitate my own journey here today. Welcome to Your Next Stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to Your Next Stop. You guys, you know, it's Juliette Hahn here with Your Next Stop. And Pamela and I, actually, we met because I always tell my listeners where I've met people. I believe it was on Instagram. I'm sure it was. I feel like the last two years, so many of my relationships have come through there or through any of the, you know, the mom entrepreneur communities that we belong to. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I do believe. I think it was like we have some some followers and then uh, we started talking and I was like, wait a second, I need to hear this story. You told me a little bit of your story. And then I was like, stop, I want to have you on the <laughs> on the podcast. And so we're going to go there. So I, what I ask all my guests is I would love for you to kind of go back. Like, where did you grow up? Give us a little bit of history of who you are. I feel like I should get into a long chair and lie down and just do one of those, you know. Like, <laughs> um, so I grew up in, in New York, in Brooklyn, to be specific, I am a first-generation product to um, immigrant parents who came here in the 70s from the former Soviet Union as religious refugees. So very much um, their journey is my journey. I almost sometimes feel like I'm more closely connected to their experiences than the experiences of, of somebody born in this country, which I'm so privileged to, to have had that, right? They left for that reason. Um, and so growing up, in a community, in a, in a home of, of immigrants, it, surrounded by a community of immigrants, it really uh, shaped me as far as my hustle, right? Like right there, <laughs> um, as far as my hustle and this in, insane drive. And and I always say like it, it's it's not it's not about money so much as they didn't go through all of what they had to go through so that I could be average. And again, not necessarily monetarily meaning average, just like. Where, what does your life mean? Where has it gone? What have you created? What is the, you know, classic like immigrant story? What does the next generation look like? Did I do enough to create a better footing for my children? So that's like, that's where I come from. And that lives in me like the fire of the biggest volcano you could imagine. Yeah. I'm going to pause you because I love that so much because I have had uh, other guests on that their parents were, you know, their first generation. So their parents came from another country and it is, that exact what you just said. And it's so true. So that's what I want my listeners to kind of think back and think if you were going to another country for opportunities, what you sacrifice and what you do for your children, because you want the best for them. So I love that that is still so close to your heart. And I'm sure it means so much to your, your parents as well. Like, okay, you know, we have, we, we did something right. And you kind of nailed it on the head. It was this feeling, not that they necessarily put on me, but that I knew that I, I needed to prove it. 
whatever it was, however you define it, you know, we didn't have the context, the connections, the network. Um, I didn't have the resources to go off and pay fully for college. They paid as much as they could to help me for NYU. And I left with loans like many children do. But my job my and my sister, our job was to get into the best university. And there was a very small list. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to name it, but it was a small list of like what that was considered. Um, and so, you know, leaving school with loans, you know, starting my first entrepreneurial venture uh, was, was a big thing because in our community, at least at the time, we're looking back 20 years, uh, entrepreneurship wasn't necessarily a thing per se. It was, what do you mean? You're going to be a lawyer? You're going to go into a medical profession. You're going to be an accountant, a a speech pathologist. There were a few set paths that you knew you were going to make money and, 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 you know, thrive. Uh, So telling my parents after four years of NYU um, that I'm not going to go down the traditional journalism path and I'm going to create, you know, create my own, my own journey. They were pretty awesome and revolutionary compared to their peers. And they're like, if you're doing it, we're supporting you. I mean, my first venture, my mom went out and bought like color-coded M&Ms and scarves for the interns that were going to be out in Fashion Week promoting my first business. And my grandmother and my dad and my mom were helping me package little things for press. This was like, you know, 18 years ago. Um, As long as they saw that I was working towards a goal. I love that. So so that's my next question is, were your parents entrepreneurs or did they have a specific career path? No. no. So um, they got engineering degrees before they left and they left at like, you know, 20 and 21. So they left as babies, really. Um, And they left the former Soviet Union, now Russia, um, actually where they left is now called Ukraine. They they left with engineering degrees. They came to this country and it was like, you're going to get a job that makes money. Do you know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. my mom uh, got a job as a bank teller. My father worked in factories. And as the years, you know, went on, it was, you know, more like an IT space. And, you know, my dad had like a, a, a car service business, but I don't know if he thought of it as entrepreneurial. I suppose it was, but not in the sense that we think of it. It was a, a business you had to run. Um, but they, they really loved seeing, I just keep thinking back to me at like, you know, 19, 20, 21, 25, they liked seeing me create. And, you know, I remember years ago, and this is like dating when I started everything. Um, my mother would say, you know, we don't have the money of the Hiltons cause I can't make you like, I can't do the, the Paris Hilton thing for you, which is right. Um, and, but you're going to find your path. And so that faith in me and their support, not Uh, you know, financially, but emotionally was huge. I can't give you a check for $25,000, but you're living at home and we're going to give you whatever else you need. And, um, I think that that shaped me into who I am today because I always, you know, joke with the the people that I work with now at hustle, like a mom. And I say, even with clients, like when I, am coaching, uh, entrepreneurs, I say, even if they have resources, I, I, I say, I want you to pretend like you don't have that right now. And now go, what would you do? How would you find that contact? Because scrappy, oh, there's nothing like being scrappy. Oh, there's nothing like being scrappy. And I talk about that all the time. Persistence and scrappy and consistency. And I mean, just that hustle are so important. I mean, they get you in so many places because if you don't have those resources. So I love that you said that. So what do you think though made you want to be an entrepreneur? Like if you didn't see it at home, what in the the world, like what was going on outside that you were like this, I know I want to work my own business. You know, the first thing that just came to mind was Jennifer Lopez. Bear with me. 
Bear with me for a no, second. I, I love J-Lo. I mean, I love J-Lo. This is me in college. Um, I think she has, you know, at that point, uh, just came out with what was originally her first, I think, like clothing collaboration. She was singing. She was dancing. She was from the Bronx. I was from Brooklyn. I related to the whole situation. And I was like, yes, mogul, you do you. And that was something that I remember because I remember having a conversation with the one other person at the time from, from the, my, you know, my Russian Jewish community who was entrepreneurial because there weren't, there was nobody else. And I remember saying to him, I just want to be like JLo, meaning I wanted to have ventures. Um, yes. so that was an inspiration and, you know, going to NYU, just seeing the possibilities of what was out there, um, really inspired me. Um, and I just, I think I always knew that I wanted to create something. I was the girl who was the editor in chief of the, you know, junior high school news, uh, yearbook, the high school yearbook. I was always, you know, when I was little, I was the one who baked the brownies, cut them up into small pieces. And it's like 15 cents, 25 cents for the bigger one. You know, I, read, I love that. I sold the books to people. My grandmother was there. If my mother's listening to this podcast, I am sorry. I, I read the books. I sold the books. They did not disappear. I sold them. <laughs> No, but you know, what's really amazing is that, so that's one of the things that I touch on when, you know, I have guests on and if they say, no, I didn't really have any entrepreneur spirit. I always, so that was my next question. Were you the girl that was selling the lemonade on the corner? Were you the girl that was doing the brownies? So it was just something innate in you. It was just something. And I'm sure down some roads, there was a creative entrepreneur spirit and in, in, in a lot of your family that you probably saw, which you don't, didn't realize. Cause it was like, okay, we came to this country. We need to succeed. So we can't take the risks. Exactly. That, uh, others. I may not have had the luxury that my children will have financially, but I had the, the privilege of parents who said, you can, you are going to live at home. And I took that fully. I lived at home until I was, you know, 25 and got married. Why? Because why was I going to waste my money on an apartment in Manhattan? And I had many peers who did. I was, I was saving. I was, here's a freelance job. Okay. Here's my first venture. Let's see how much money we can make at this event. Oh, okay. This, this, you know, HSN called, they want you to be a spokesperson for like two months for this brand. I was, you know, I'm like saving up. You know, right. Yeah. No, I love that. And also the stepping stool as an entrepreneur and the things that you were doing, this is what I love. And, um, I want, you know, my listeners always to hear because they say, Oh, but I didn't start and you know, I'm, I'm in my forties or I'm in my thirties. So it's too late. I'm in my, I'm 48 years old. And the last three years, you know, I've had other entrepreneur businesses, but this is what I was meant to do. This is the path I was meant to take. And it was all those ventures that, you know, throughout my entire life that led me to what I'm doing today. And so can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. You know, you sent me a few questions to look at, and I think one of them was phrased, um, have you ever, uh, like pivoted in your career? And my first gut reaction was to say yes. And then I, and this was like last night, I literally had an internal dialogue with myself. And then I realized to your point about the steps, is it really a, is it really a full pivot? No, because it's just an evolution. I know this is just semantics, but bear with me. I love words and messaging. That's kind of my jam as an entrepreneur. Um, that's my, my happy space is words. I don't know that it was really a full pivot. 
I feel like every everything's you know starting off in 20 uh, 2005 with my first venture out of college which was bagtrends.com um which was an online magazine bag trends led to shop bag trends shop bag trends led to uh live you know hosting parties uh HSN found me I was a you know on air talent for them with handbags for for uh, a while tv segments came you know okay then it's like i love tv let's let me go into that department so then the the um you know the campaign started to come through from like you know uh tj max or Olay. can you be our brand ambassador can you travel the country and do tv segments and then it's like wait hold on there's more here so i'm like okay how can i create events before the word influencers existed right how can i take all these brands that want to pay me to do campaigns and do an event and i'm going to be the one sitting on stage like in oprah it's like uh, and telling you my 10 favorite things uh, for your beauty closet or for, you know, um, new mom, whatever the theme might be. And I would invite the, you know, the TV anchors or I would invite the media and they would sit in the studio. And then I would say, and everybody gets a laptop, which actually used to happen when people had budgets. Not going to lie. It was fantastic. It was like, oh, Ford wants to go pick up all the guests all around New York and New Jersey. Great. Everybody had money then. Um, and so, you know, all of those are stepping stones that ultimately led to um, myself. Again, a girl, no, no contacts, no financial resources, nobody to phone a friend. You know, it's not like my kids are going to have a phone a friend option. Thanks to the work from myself and my husband. We didn't have that. Um, but I was able to learn through grit marketing, like legit guerrilla marketing. We can go all in on that guerrilla marketing with like no budget, um, how to plan an event. And, you know, we talked before about what you don't have when you don't have financial resources, you can just really be a good networker. And I say that in a, in a way that's not like disgusting. I mean, in a way that you are my missus right now. So I'm not waiting for the phone to ring for the next podcast to arrive. You and your listeners are it right now. And I've been in situations where people make you feel like the next, you know, oh, I'm going to look to the side. The next person's coming from New York Fashion Week. I'm holding the mic to you, but I'm already looking at the next person. That's a that's an asset that you have, your kindness, your attention to people. Um, and so, you know, all those things, those skills that I learned along the way of like how to be a good, how to be a good human being networker, how to market right. with no budget. It all led to where I am right now, which, you know, you mentioned at 42, I, I'm 38 and I feel that I have reached the happiest vibration of my personal professional life. I feel a full uh, alignment as a mom entrepreneur, being able to take the last 18 years and help, you know, as a journalist, as a entrepreneur, help women to master their messaging, to grow successful companies, um, to launch hustle like a mom four years ago as literally a side hustle to my main bit, my main TV business. And now to be able to say, okay, this is it. And this is where I need to be. So I don't know if it's pivot so much as, as you mentioned, just these awesome stepping stones that you realize root you in what you're meant to be if your ears and your heart are open. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. Totally. And so that, I mean, this is exactly what my pot, you know, everyone that's listening to this is going to be like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy because it, I, 
all of the people that I have on the podcast is all the same sort of message and, and, you know, different packages. But one of the things that I think is so important is talking about networking, but it's about your story. It's about asking questions and meeting people and hearing their story. Because when you connect with people and you open your heart, as you said, and your mind, you don't know what's meant to be there and what is going to happen. And so I think it's so important that my listeners hear again, is you, you talk to people, that's where you're going to find people. And that's where the next thing could happen. And I talk about this all the time on the podcast. If you are like not, if you're kind of unsettled in your life, right? If you're just not feeling great, your, your life is fine, but you're just not feeling always like you're in what you're meant to do. You need to really go out and listen. You need to find that space that you can daydream. My listeners know it's when I walk my dogs is when I daydream and I create things in my mind and everything that I've created that is happening now has happened because of, I dreamt it. Then I put the actions into steps. Okay. How, if I want this, what do I need to do? So can you talk a little bit about, um, and you can also talk to what I just said, but I also would love for you to kind of tell the listeners a little bit about those, you know, guerrilla marketing things that you talked about things like a couple steps to start if they want to be an entrepreneur some of those things, if they don't have a budget and they're like, Oh, I don't even sure. know what to do. That's actually my favorite place to be. I always, like, I literally joke like, yes, we have a budget now, but I'm like, okay, but what can we do if we don't, you know, or, or very little. Um, so right. obviously a lot has changed in 18 years. So some of the things that we were doing before, um, may or may not be as relevant as they are right now, but some of them are. So some of them are so basic. And I think back to 18 years and it just makes me smile being branded around a color or which, which is part of, by the way, messaging, um, you know, so being branded around a color, being branded around some kind of icon is really important. So I had no money. We, we got, um, the colors of the original business bagtrans.com were like (laughs) Palm beach, pink and green, (laughs) literally. And (laughs) I, you know, I got on the streets of Manhattan for, I think it was like $3, scarves. I got 10 interns for free from NYU, my alma mater. They all wore the scarves. Uh, we got like a ton of pink M&Ms cause Valentine's day had just passed. They were like on massive discount at like the 99 cent store mesh bags. For, there was no Amazon or there was, but Amazon wasn't, wasn't what it is right now. We got these like mesh bags from like Oriental trade company, like no, literally. And we put these green mesh bags, the M&Ms inside. I hole punched my business cards, which I got you know, somebody did a really good deal for me. It was like $150, which felt like a fortune. Hole punched my business card. Something else was attached. I can't remember. The girls were walking around and giving them out hundreds of them. It was like spray and pray situation, right? We hear that phrase a lot in marketing. You spray and you pray. My business card was there. It had my logo in it. The girls were memorable. So they were photographed by photographers during New York fashion week. Um, I'm going to get to the juicy, the juicy point for you ladies in a second. And, um, the big takeaway I remember from that was I got my business out fast within one season to the right fashion and media people. I got booked for my first TV show because some producer at ABC thought this was brilliant. Um, does that always happen so fast? No, but it didn't cost me that much. It really didn't cost me anything. Um, so my takeaway from that is your branding and your messaging and your color is important. So be a walking billboard for your company. That's one. Um, you know, one of the other things that's free is asking questions. You know, not everybody's going to go and like take a course, you know, a, a group coaching with me for 2,500. I totally get it. But you should be on IG pulling as much free information as possible, 
right? It's out there on IG. It's out there on Google. It's on, on a YouTube. Listen to, you know, listen to this podcast, go and see, listen to all the people. Maybe you're going to hear somebody that's going to resonate with you and you want to slip them a short DM like, Oh, Pam, whatever. Maybe it's me. (laughs) You know, I just heard you. I just heard you on podcast and I love what you're saying. I'm also between drop off and pick up mompreneur. That's it. Right. You don't go in and like ask to pick somebody's brand. By the way, this is a no, no, please. Everybody's time is valuable. We, we don't have to get into that, but you know, you could, you can find people that you send them a little compliment and you'd be surprised. They may very well want to like, yeah, okay. I have five minutes or I have one question for you. And like, I always say, if you find a mentor that you, or somebody that you admire, ask a specific question. The question that I get uh, often is how did you start? I'm like, what? How is that going to be of value to you right now? Get, ask right. me specific, like, you know, um, you know, what, whatever, whatever specific that you need. So I think that messaging and branding is really important. Um, not everything has to be expensive. There's lots of cross collaborations you can do with somebody that's in the same level. Like maybe you're the headband company and you found the jewelry company that speaks to the same audience. Great. Do some kind of meaningful collaborations on Instagram, in email, on your websites. Um, I'm just like, Oh, and the one thing also that's, that's really kind of free out there is we often neglect the networking, the sales opportunity and the press in our backyard. So if you have 10 friends, you should invite them and their 10 friends to your house for a casual shopping party slash like liquor, maybe nobody's or, or tea, whatever. Um, maybe nobody's (laughs) going to buy anything, but that's an opportunity for feedback. Um, and the same thing with press, you know, for anybody who's listening that wants press, cause you know, that was my wheelhouse for so many years is, you know, booking myself for press and then, you know, booking clients. Um, it's important to realize good morning. America is fantastic. The today show is great, but your local for me, like news 12 Westchester, they're rooting for the hometown hero. Why yeah. aren't you calling them? So that's just like some things that are not a heavy lift that anybody can, can work on for zero budget and just out relationship the person next to you. And and that's what's so important. I mean, that is really what it's important. It is thinking outside the box. And then, and then, as you said, kind of doing your own research and your own homework and reaching out and just being like, okay, get little snippets from other places. I mean, there's all these other, you know, podcast clubhouse fireside, there's all these different places that you can go and get advice. But the thing that I always say to people is, there's the people, you know, the analysis paralysis. There's the the person that just continues to get the information, but they don't take action. And it doesn't matter if you could you could get so much information. If you don't take action, it's not going anywhere. So you need to absorb, take action, absorb, take action. 100%. And, and you're gonna fail, right? I say this all the time. I can't tell you how many times I failed, but failure is okay and you have to be okay with it. Some of us are better at it. Yeah, you know, my listeners know I'm dyslexic. So school was really hard for me. So I was constantly struggling in school. I was a really good athlete. So I was real I shined there. And I also knew that my communication skills were really good. So I knew I had a strength, I knew a weakness, and I knew what also could get me places. So when I put those three together, I was on fire. So it was like, okay, these are the things I need to lean into. These are the things that I need support, but it was, I don't care if I fail because I'm doing something. So if you just sit there and sit on it, nothing's going to happen. And the more, and the more I fail, the things that I do like fail, I just had this event at, you know, the week of the Super Bowl. I just had these two live events and there was two things that I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I didn't do X, Y, and Z. It's fine. I don't beat myself up. I'm like, okay, 
the next time it's happened. There's a reason why it did not happen at this event. It's going to be better and buttoned up for the next event. And that's what we have to do. We have to learn from our mistakes and then take them forward. You know, I, I would say that if you can't stomach rejection, you're in, you're you're not meant to be an entrepreneur, and that's just a fact. Because you know what yes. I always say to myself, and I, I say to clients now all the time, I say to entrepreneurs, um, "No is the beginning of the conversation. It is not a period, right?" I have you know been lovingly chasing a speaker to be a keynote speaker for quite some time, um, and you know we got another. We'll, we'll classify it as you know rejection. It was loving, but it was a rejection. To me, this is yet the continuation of the discussion. There's always the next summit. So yes. I can put a period on it and close that chapter, or I can continue to build the relationship and say, you know what, that's fine. I don't want to say her name, you know, so, you know, Mary, we'll call her Mary. <laughs> Mary, um, I look forward to hearing more. Please let me know what's happening with your charity. Let us know how we can support you. Um, we're, we're still going to do a shout out in your in our newsletter about your whatever it is, right? Because I still want to keep that relationship, that door open. So if you can't, if, if rejection is not for you, you're not here for the journey. And, and that's another thing interesting. I've seen a few entrepreneurs, particularly in the last like three, five years, and I don't know if it's because of social media, they think it's supposed to happen overnight. Yeah. That doesn't, you're like, it's true, right? That doesn't usually happen. Like I had one recently who was like really discouraged. She's been in, it launched her physical, like her products three months ago. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, no, we're in the wrong space. Um, and you know, the other thing you mentioned is as far as, you know, absorbing information and, and not just sitting on it. Um, one other thing I see now, and I think it's a COVID thing is there's a ton of information out there and a lot of it's great. The only thing I say to women, uh, not just women, but like any entrepreneur, but of course, you know, you and I talk to women for the most part, um, is I don't want you to get overwhelmed. There's a lot of things on the menu that doesn't mean that you have to eat all of it today right? Like nobody's going to go to the restaurant and be like, everything's delicious. I'd like to order it all. No, like that's how we get lost in our planning processes. And that's especially, you know, again, I, I, I specifically with hustle like a mom appeal to the between drop off and pick up mompreneur, because that's the choice that I made several years ago. When I started hustle like a mom, I wanted to, you know, walk away from the traveling, the TV and the campaigns and the hosting because it wasn't aligning my personal and professional aspirations. And so you need to strategize your, your planning accordingly between drop off. If you are between drop off and pick up like me, you, I can't do all the things I need to no. pull low on the one that's going to amplify my brand, be a money move or decrease stress in my business for that. You know, and I do it by quarter. That's like my jam. No, but you know, it's so, it's so true. Cause you're, it's so funny when people say to me like, well, how do you do it? And I'm like, listen, I drop my kids off and my kids all have different drop-offs. Like my daughter doesn't go to school until nine, which is a killer. Cause it's like, uh, then I walk my dogs, then I start my day and then I'm back picking up at two, you know, three, whatever. So I have to be very concise in those hours that I have. Now, am I always? No, but I'm human. And so it's really important. I love that you touched on that because people need to see, you know, we all get excited and some Sometimes when there's too much, when we have too many options, it gets over. And I hate that word overwhelm because I, and I, 
I hate it because saying it doesn't even saying it like it's like the swell of overwhelm comes within you when you say the word. And I'm like, push it down because we're, if you think about it, we're all, and, and I, I would say like over sky, I forget the word. I, I sometimes interchange with it. I for, can't, for, I mean, I can't remember what that word is, but instead of saying overwhelm, I always say, let's switch the switch on that because we are all at times overwhelmed. And so it's really important to kind of sit down and figure out, and this is what I do in one of my workshops. It's like, okay, what is important to you? What does your ideal life look like to you? No money. It does like it, money is not an option. It doesn't matter where you live. What does your ideal look, life look like? And for me, it's really important for me to be able to drop my kids off and pick them up and walk my dogs. And it sounds so silly, but it's not. And like, so when people will say, they'll be like, wait, what that's, and I'm like, yeah. And, and if I can do that and run my business, I know that other things are going to come, but those are like my core values. Those are really important to me. Now, if there's times that my husband has to do it, or, you know, I was just away, there's going to be times, but do I want to have that every day? No, maybe three times a year, four times a year. So I know I can travel and do, you know, and continue to grow. However, if, if, you know, if someone else is dropping my kids off and picking them up, that's not aligning with me. Now, as my kids get older, and, you know, and, and some go to college, it's going to change. And that's what's oh, yeah. so important for people to understand that just because you're saying this is a core value now, or this is what you want now, doesn't mean in, in five years, three years that it's going to be the same. So, but you have to stay where you're going to succeed in that time space and be realistic, right? There was a time. You nailed it a hundred percent because you're, it's not so much that your, your values, but you're in a different season, right? I mean, your values may no longer, may, it may still be the same, but the, um, the physicality of them are different. So it's not drop off and pick up. It's something else. Maybe later on, it's like, you know what? I'm going to plan my, this is actually something that I do as I reverse engineer my year. And I wasn't always doing this. I really started this. I was pushed to do this in around 2015, 2016, when I had a two-year-old and a one-year-old, give or take, did I do the math right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) a two-year-old and a one-year-old at the time. And I realized that the ambitions of my twenties were no longer serving me in my thirties. And that was a big shock to me. Cause again, going back to what we talked about as, um, I've been an entrepreneur since really out of the gate from college. Um, I come from this mentality of like, go do be build, you know, not so much entrepreneurial, but like we came here for a reason. You're going to be great. All the things. And so to, to realize it's not that I wanted a halt, but things weren't jiving. And I had the two-year-old and the one-year-old and then hustle like a mom. I created as a really just as an interview series initially, because I was a journalist, I called girlfriends who were entrepreneurs in different spaces. And I said, um, I, I feel like there has to be some conversations we need to have. Let's put it on YouTube. Did that, you know, ran through, I think it was about 20 of them. They're on they're still on YouTube. Um, and I realized, no, there's something else here. These are women that are doing, creating and redefining what it means to be a working mom. And so went into hosting events around hustle, like a mom and really making sure that the women who even now, like the women who speak virtually, cause we're still in virtual mode, the women who speak on stage or virtually, or even right here, this is a perfect example. We align the podcasts that I say yes to, or the projects that I say yes to, because our time is so limited. I need to know that you too are between yeah. drop off and pick up my premiere because other people won't get it. And that's okay. You know, as far as like, you know, takeaway tips for any entrepreneurs that are listening it's okay to repel that which does not align with your community, with your business, with whatever you're creating. It's okay to say no. Like, you know, 
um, sometimes entrepreneurs get scared when like an email marketing pro will say every six months, go through your list and ask people if they still want to be there. And maybe they'll unsubscribe. If they unsubscribe, it's okay. It means that you don't need them. Right. right. Um, but I, I completely vibrate with you on this feeling that you need to align your personal professional aspirations and create the life that you, that you deserve, that you right. deserve that you deserve. And that's the thing. And it all, once you're in that path and once you're really feeling that and listening, you know, listening, seeing, meeting people it all those doors open up because, you know, and again, my listeners know this. I truly believe that we all have a path. I believe in God, you know, whether you believe in the universe or God, we all have a path and we all don't find it. And we all don't find it at the same time, but the ones that just are going through life and they're kind of miserable and they're not, they're not letting themselves daydream. They're not letting themselves think, well, what if, if I did this, and I, this is those people I want to stop because you have one life and you need to do something. You're meant to be doing something more if you're feeling unsettled. And it doesn't mean that you have to be an entrepreneur. I talk about this, you know, to people all the time. They're like, oh, well, I, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm doing this. But if, if that's what you were meant to do and that is lighting a fire and you wake up every day like, okay, I'm ready or, and not every day, we don't all wake up that way, but like your feet hit the ground and you're excited. Like I get excited to talk to the people on my podcast. I think about it all the time. Like I couldn't wait for this because I wanted to hear your story. I love connecting with people. I love hearing other people's stories. I love sharing other people's stories because that's just going to make someone's life a little bit better. So that's what, you know, I want, you know, my listeners to take away, but I would also love for you. Cause I know, you know, time wise, you got other stuff going on to shout out where people can find you. And also, um, you know, I know you have some offers and stuff like that. So just let people know where they can find you and what, what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. First of all, so much for this opportunity. I usually don't get to even share some of the background of my, my parents, my mom and my dad, I love that. my grandma, they're so instrumental in making me the human being that I am. So I'm super excited just to, you know, sh share a bit of that with, with anybody. And also if you're from Brooklyn, Hey, um, but, uh, so you can, you can find more uh, from me at hustle, like a mom.com. We are also on Instagram at hustle, like a mom. I have a personal account, which is just my name at Palin Peckerman. Um, and you know, I, like I mentioned, I'm really passionate about this between drop off and pick up mompreneur lifestyle, that it is a group of women that are doing, creating and redefining what it means to be a working mom. Um, COVID really kicked it into overdrive for many of us. Um, so we've had an uptick as the great resignation happens. I get a lot more women that want to, you know, figure out their next journey. And so if that's something that you're interested in, you can actually go, um, I have like a, 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 how I plan my planning processes. So if you go to hustlelikeamom.com forward slash uh, pro dash plan, you can download um, uh, just my, my tips on how I quarterly plan. Um, and then we started in 2021 quarterly planning parties. So you can check those out. They happen obviously every quarter. And it's just about empowering mom entrepreneurs to, as you mentioned, feel fulfilled professionally um, you know, mentally be, be beyond the family life. If that's something that you want for, as an entrepreneur between the nine o'clock and the three o'clock frame, like how do we get it done? You figure out your priorities. And so that's something that I really love to share with clients. And we have a bunch of freebies out there, including what I just mentioned. So hustle like a mom.com. 
I love it. Oh my gosh, Pamela, thank you so much for joining your next stop. And um, I just, I'm excited for my listeners to listen because it's just another layer. It's just another person that has followed a passion and turned it into a business. And that's what I want more people to do, or, or even just to find their passion, find what you are meant to do. So thank you for joining your next stop. Thank you so much for having me. So you guys know what to do. If you like this, share it. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do right now. You're listening to this. I want you to hit that share to at least three of your friends because you might be sitting there saying, ah, this episode was great, but it's not for me. But you have people in your life, whether it's an aunt, a sister, a cousin, a, you know, a dad, anyone, you have people out there, a neighbor that this will actually resonate and change their life. So please share with at least three friends, follow Pamela and like subscribe and share. And you know, also, if you guys give this a, a, you know, a review on Apple, if you're listening, that's also how I get my podcast out more. So do that please. And, um, and subscribe on all the platforms. You guys know where to find us. So again, thank you, Pamela, for joining your next stop. And we will see you guys next week with another woman that has followed a passion and turned it into a business. I hope you liked this episode of your next stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week. 